it is time for Hot Take and Debate. Zach Ertz finishes outside the top 12 of fantasy tight ends. Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys will not be a top 10 running back in fantasy 2020. DeAndre Hopkins will not be a top 8 receiver. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, for the first time in a long time, Chase Croshaw. How you doing today? Doing pretty swell. We're here in person, which is... Unfortunate. Know, Very unfortunate. Sure. Well, it is unfortunate with how hot this room is. It is miserable, but you know, it's, it's I guess it's okay to see your ugly face, but how you doing? Well, that hurts. That hurts for sure. Uh, I'm doing well, and joining us today... We have Alec and Graham. Alec, how are you today? I am dandy. Great. And then Graham, finally, how are you yourself? I am doing absolutely perfect. Thank you for asking, Mike. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's been a little while since we've done a sports episode. Today, we're doing a football episode, kind of. It's, it's a hot takes based off of fantasy football, if you're a big fantasy football fan this is the episode for you guys but first we got to talk a little bit of news that's happening around the nfl right now uh first up we see that dak prescott finally signs his franchise tag uh, him and the cowboys are still working on a deal but right now he signs the franchise tag it has him just over 31 million for this upcoming season uh what do you guys think do you guys think that dak should have signed the franchise tag Maybe the Cowboys should have just moved on and kept with Andy Dalton because obviously he's going to be the starter. What are your guys' thoughts? I'll ask Chase first. So I I don't think Dak is anything special to quarterback. I think he's fine enough if the team's good enough around him to, to help you win a championship, but he's not going to be the guy that puts you over the edge. Like really the guy that puts you over the edge on that team is Zeke. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear without Zeke, if they had like a, a lesser running game, you would really see the flaws in Dak Prescott's passing game. But, you know, since they have all those options, it makes – Teams guess a little more, so you know he, he's good enough. He, he's worth the payday for the Cowboys, but and on another team or in another situation, I wouldn't say he's worth it. I agree to an extent, but I think thirty-one million dollars is a lot for a backup. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but in all fairness, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> in all fairness, I, I, I'm not a huge Dak Prescott fan. Like I was when he first came out. I thought it was a great story that he ended up starting so fast. But I don't think he deserves to be one of the top two paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think that maybe after this franchise tag is up, they should move on, try to find something else, or maybe see if he's willing to take less money because I don't think he deserves to be up there for the highest paid quarterbacks in football. I mean, they already got uh, their redhead there in Andy Dalton. I mean, who knows, maybe he's a starter after this year. What are your thoughts on that, redhead Graham? Well, you know, I... Obviously, have a ton of confidence in the redheads, um, especially ones that, you know, don't wear glasses and, like, all that jazz. You know, they're handsome. Andy Dalton's one of the most handsome redheads I know, and that's including <laughs> myself. So, but uh, that's besides the fact, you know, um, I, I think Dak Prescott really had no other option. Um, I think that he is inflating his sense of himself beyond what the Cowboys can even comprehend. So uh, I think they weren't even close on, on, a, on a number um, for, a, for a new contract for him. 
So, you know, sign sign the deal and, you know, play through the season. Make a name for yourself, all right? Because all over the NFL, you know, even just the guys in on this pod who have talked already have said, like, you know, Dak, he's, he's, he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, you know? So I think... And and plus he he he's on one of if not the most potent offense like just based on roster on paper you know he has the most weapons to throw to he's got Zeke in the backfield he had one of the best O lines in the league and it's like and you're still going like nine and seven so um, and and one of the best defenses on on paper one of the best teams on paper so um, yeah he really needs to take a step up and show that he is a he is worth the money that he says he is worth, which really no one believes him yet. So, you know, that that's what he has to prove for this season. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Graham. He had a, a great start to last season, but he really started to fall off towards the end, and that's one of the reasons why the Cowboys weren't making it onto that Super Bowl or anything like that. Uh, will they this year? Maybe. It's a possibility. It's America's team. I know it's Chase's favorite team. Yeah, but, uh, yeah my favorite team. We'll, we'll have to stay updated with the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, though, they may have a new player arriving if a trade can get completed, as Jamal Adams has requested a trade, and it sounds like the Cowboys are his number one target to go to. Jamal Adams, one of the best safeties in the league. He's still incredibly young, but he's sick of the New York Jets. So, here's my thing. If, if they trade traded for Jamal Adams, like, who knows if the Cowboys are even interested, but if they did trade for him, if they wouldn't pay Byron Jones, why the hell would they pay Jamal Adams? Like it's they're 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 obviously like they're like different players, but they're in a similar scenario. You know that there are these tremendous defensive backs who deserve a big payday, and if the Cowboys weren't willing to pay their own guy, who would have been I know they're like slightly different positions too, but still would have been a, a cheaper player because they wanted to keep those offensive beasts instead. What would be the point of trading for Jamal Agnew for like a year max, unless you really think you're that good of a team to win the Super Bowl this year? So, yeah, honestly, if, why would they trade for Jamal Agnew? That would be kind of weird. Did, did I keep saying Jamal Agnew? Yes, you did. Damn it. All right, Jamal <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Jamal Adams. It's, sorry, I, I have the, the better of the two players in my brain. That's why. But, uh, J- 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 yeah, obviously Jamal Adams, uh, like, he's a great player, but if the Cowboys actually really thought about trading for him, that would make no sense to me. They'd be giving up too much capital for what would probably just be a rental. Jamal Adams is personally one of my favorite, if not my favorite, defensive player in the NFL. And I'm not a I don't like the Cowboys, so I'd be really upset if he went there, honestly. But also, the Cowboys do not have the money to sign him. Like if they want to sign Dak, it'd definitely be between Dak and Jamal Jamal Adams. And I think Jamal Adams would be the better side, but I also think that they want to keep their franchise quarterback with Dak Prescott. So I think it'd be a one and done thing, and I don't see the Cowboys being a Super Bowl team. So what would even be the point for Jamal Adams to come there? Like to play one season maybe maybe win one playoff game and then lose and then not go any further it just seems like a waste to me yeah for sure um i mean obviously there's no doubt that jamal adams is a massive upgrade over what jeff heath um but Beauty. you know the 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 cowboys are sitting in the in the low 20s in cap space with 10 million and there's like if you if you bring him over i mean obviously you're gonna have to sign him to a new deal as the guys have said and they just don't have the money for it so uh it's a big splash it's something that the cowboys should do if they can um and get him to sign a backloaded deal but even then their cap space over the next couple years is still not good um they have too many stars that they need to pay and they just paid 
you know, Amari, they just paid Zeke. So um, it's it's hard, but, you know, he wanted to go there. So you never know. He could he could take a pay cut to go to the team that he wants to. Yeah, for sure. And now hear me out here. Just think about this. As they are America's team, we all love them. What if they bring over Jamal Adams, pay him instead of Dak? They have a very disappointing year. They take Trevor Lawrence first overall, and then they got Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal for four years plus. No. 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 Please, no. Well, Please, that, God, no. <laughs> the issue is, even with Dak Prescott, like, if, if he played like trash, they're still not getting first overall, not with that roster, dude. Yeah, most definitely. But let's now move on to our last little piece of news here surrounding the NFL. And this one hits close to home, at least for you guys. And that's because Martha Ford steps down from being the you know main owner, main overseer of the Detroit Lions. Uh, how's this making you guys feel? I'll go to Graham first because you know he was really hurt by this. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that, dude. Martha Ford, she's very close to my heart. It's her and Oprah, number one and number two. Oh. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, no, to be realistic, um, I thought it was cool. I mean, uh, when 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 Martha Ford hired Bob Quinn, which was was the big uh, thing that she did as owner, um, I think that she did her due diligence. She got the right people in place to find the right guy. And personally, I think they did. Um, we'll see how that plans out, pans out over the next couple of years, but um, or the next one year, depending on how they do. Uh, but I, I think that she was a she was a good owner. She gets a bad rap because the team, you know, struggled and they kept their. A lot of people don't like Patricia and Bob Quinn, and they're they're sticking with them for this upcoming year, uh, which I like. I think that's a good thing. Uh, but you know, uh, I I think it's good that she 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 obviously thought that she was uh you know up there in age and she didn't really want to uh keep on she didn't have the energy to you know keep on doing the job to the to the best of her ability so um i hope that her daughter uh is aggressive with the team um and and really tries to get that team a a, a playoff berth and a win please until i see like something big happen i don't think it's that that big of a change honestly like still in the family like it's her daughter like they're obviously at least somewhat close so i don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference in the long run unless like she comes out and shows me i'm wrong like maybe she has some different views for the team but like i said i i don't see it being that big of a thing uh other than the fact that martha ford has been with that team for decades so yeah i'm i'm with you on that one and like really, it's not like it's some young fresh mind, like some you know thirty something coming in. You know this this woman, she, if I'm not mistaken, she's in her sixties. That's that's not like it's just some young fresh mind with all these crazy ideas. You know, it's it's still an an older woman. There's there's still a lot of younger owners in in the NFL. You know, those owners tend to be more aggressive. The older owners tend to be more pa- passive. Uh, the Fords have always had that history of being too passive. Uh, I, I think Martha, she did a better job than her husband. You know, he ran the team for so long as did, and when he passed, she took over, was a little more aggressive, didn't want to, you know, tolerate any more BS, like, like the Lions, you know, the same old Lions that we were used to dealing with. So I think she did better, but there still was not enough accountability. Will her, her daughter change that? We'll see. I'm not entirely optimistic, but I got to at least remain hopeful as a Lions fan. Yeah, Chase mentioned, you know, the infusion of youth. Well, I just want to mention she is the – Pip, young, age of 68. Yep, there we go. Nice. Uh, (laughs) A quick hot take before we get into our fantasy hot take segment. 
Uh, Mark Ford's daughter, very first year, she takes over ownership, trades Matthew Stafford. Hot take. All right. No, who would even trade Matthew Stafford's contract? Let's be real. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for our fantasy football hot takes. Gentlemen, we'll be doing some hot takes for the NFL, not fantasy-wise, uh, later on. But it is time for hot take and debate. So how this is going to work is we each have three hot takes based off of fantasy players. I didn't be specific about whether... They can be any any type of league or whether they're on your team or not, which I'm going to guess you guys all picked players that are on your team. I did not because, you know, I'm a good person. Um, yeah, you're a good person. That's why. What's going to happen is once we let one of us go, give their hot take, they'll explain why they think this is going to happen. And then we will argue whether we agree or disagree with either way too hot, which means nah, not not gonna not gonna do it for me, or just hot enough, which means you like the hot take. So let's just kick this off. I'll start it off. You know, I'll I'll, I'll be the nice guy. I'll, I'll let your guys' nerves settle a little bit, and uh, we'll start with my hot take. So my number one hot take: Todd Gurley has a huge bounce back season. Is the steal of most drafts. He will be a top eight fantasy running back. Right now, he is averaging a third round ADP. He has the third easiest running back schedule this year. And when we look at the Falcons and their history, the Falcons have been one of the better teams when they can get that run game going. Also include the immense amount of targets that is now opened up in Atlanta. I think Todd Gurley has a really big year. Am I am I worried about his injury? Yeah, a little bit with his arthritis in his knees, but I think uh, he didn't have a, a giant workload compared to uh, the prior year, last year. I, I think he's going to do just well enough with the Atlanta Falcons to really be one of the biggest steals in the draft. So that's my hot take. What do you guys think about it? I'll let Chase go first, then we'll go Alec and Graham and get your guys' thoughts. I absolutely love it. It was almost one of mine, honestly. Uh, not that specific. Like, I was going to say just an, an RB1, so top eight's a little more specific than I was going to go. But I absolutely love it. Like, he's one of the most, not the most talented running backs in the league. He just has, you know, the horrible injury concerns. So, you know, you, you got to worry about that. You know, another Falcons injury-prone running back, just, you know, like Devontae Freeman. Obviously, Todd Gurley is significantly more talented. Uh, but last year, Todd Gurley stayed, you know, very healthy. He still had double-digit touchdowns. He just saw a lot less touches. So I am a little worried with the touches going back up. You know, maybe that arthritis concern comes back and causes more injuries. But if he stays healthy with the amount of touches that he's going to get in Atlanta, it, I'd be absolutely shocked if he doesn't finish as one of the top running backs in the league because he's getting all, all the, the, the rushing attempts. He's going to get the, the receiving downs. He's going to be their clear guy, and they have over 200 vacated targets from last year. So he's going to get fed, and if he stays healthy, he is going to be he, he's going to be the league winner for every fantasy football league. I think I agree with that. Uh, I think that go, Atlanta was a great place for him to go uh, back in uh, Georgia where he played college, obviously. Um and I think he's going to be playing with like with a chip on his shoulder because the people are all these people are thinking like oh he's down and out like he he just got cut by the Rams. I think he's going to be he's going to have a huge season. I don't know if he's going to re- repeat what he did being worth like a number one overall pick in fantasy leagues, but I think top eight is a safe bet. Um, I'd personally probably go more top twelve, but um, I could definitely see it happening. I like Todd Gurley. Um, I, I don't really have much to say other than you know I think the whole chip on the shoulder. 
thing is a little overrated. Uh, you know, if 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 he does good, he does good. He obviously there's injury concerns, um, but I think he will do. I think he will do pretty well uh, this upcoming year. Years after this year, um, after he gets a lot more targets than he did last year and and, and carries, I think he might possibly start falling off pretty rapidly. Um, but for this year alone, um, I think he's ranked uh, by ESPN at like uh, 14 or something. So I don't think it's a huge jump to say he'll he could finish top 12. I think it's a a, a pretty it's it's a decent jump to say he, he'll finish top eight. But I can definitely see that happening. Okay, awesome. So that would be a three to zero unanimous decision that it is possible. Uh, we'll now move on to Chase. We'll have him. Uh, discuss his first hot take, and then uh, we'll start with Alec, and then go to Graham, and then I will finish off the arguments against Chase's hot take. All right, so most people, you know, when, when they come with hot takes, usually start with, like, positives for, like, breakout players or whatever. Um, start out here with a negative. Zach Ertz finishes outside the top 12 of fantasy tight ends. So you got to remember, they have Zach Ertz, obviously. They have Dallas Goddard. They have all those receivers that they drafted. They have one of the, you know, most talent like one of the like most talented like condensed receiver room i'm not saying like most talented in terms of high-end ceiling but they just have a lot of talent around the same area that deserves to be fed obviously they're rookies so you know rookies could easily flop or easily outperform so it, it's it's iffy that's why i'm putting this in the hot take section uh zach Ertz, he finished as tight end four last year you know he's he's currently being drafted like at, at a third round for some people that might reach but generally in the fourth round uh, I think you're much better off grabbing a later round guy. I'd, I, for example, I'd rather take a flyer on Jay Sternberger than draft Zach Ertz. That's that's something I would rather do. I don't think he's going to be worth it. Uh, there's just too many mouths to feed in Philly. I'm definitely going to have to disagree with you on this one because last season was a quote unquote down season for Zach Ertz, and he still finished as the fourth best tight end in football. Yeah, I think he's declining. Okay, but I I'm I do like Dallas Goddard. But he is not as skilled as Zach Ertz. He's not as acclimated in that offense as Zach Ertz. I don't think that there's any way that he is out of, outside of the top 12. I'd be like, I think that this is just that's way too hot because of the fact, like you said, they have a young receiver room. They don't know who they can trust, but they but they do know one person they can trust. That's Zach Ertz. So I think he's still going to be peppered with targets, and I think he is still very skilled. Whether he's declining or not, saying he's outside of the top 12 just seems like out of this world to me. Yeah, I, I agree with Alec pretty much. Um, the the receivers in in Philadelphia are I feel like you hype them up way too much in your in your in your uh, intro to this hot take. Um, I think Zach Ertz is pretty much the only trusted target. Uh, maybe Alshon Jeffrey of Carson Wentz. So I think he gets you know top one, top two target share in that offense. Uh, well, maybe top top three because miles sanders but um i think you know he's definitely one of the most trusted and most targeted tight ends in any offense in the league so with that volume with that trust with your quarterback who is a good quarterback i think carson wentz is um i think it's really hard to put him outside top 12 yeah i'm gonna have to go a little too hot as well chase uh i was trying to find the number 12 tight end in fantasy last year uh, real quickly, I, I couldn't quite find it. I found the number eight, Tyler Higby. He only had 69 receptions, 734 yards, which is a decent amount for both, but only three touchdowns, and he ranked in the top eight. I just feel like being a top 12 tight end really isn't too difficult, 
And when you have one of the guys, even though you may think he's declining, he is aging, obviously. Uh, he is still one of the more talented tight ends in the league. So I'm going to go just a bit too hot. So all of us would disagree with you on this one. So, that, you know, that's fine. It's it's obviously a big hot take. That's, yeah. that's why I wanted to start off with it. But just keep in mind, first round pick on Jalen Rager, he's going to get used. They spent second round pick on J.J.S. Rager Whiteside last year. He's probably done, but they still might want to see what he has because receivers always take a little bit of time to develop. I know they obviously, you know, refill that receiver room, but they still have Alshon. Remember how electric Djax was last year until he got hurt? If he's back healthy, you know, it could be the same type of thing. They also got Marquise Goodwin. Uh, you know, they have Greg Ward, who was a, you know, sleeper, very consistent player for them at the end of the year last year. They have Miles Sanders, who can catch balls. They have Boston Scott, who can catch balls. And then Dale Scott is just also too good not to feed the tight end position. I think they have too many receivers to run two tight end sets, so they're going to have to alternate between those two. It'll be a pretty evenly split amount of downs between the two, so I think the targets will also be evenly split, which just won't be enough to feed them both in the top 12 tight end. How do you how do you think that it's going to be evenly split between Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard? I get that you know Dallas Goddard is younger, but I mean Zach Ertz is a very very good tight end. So I don't think Dallas Goddard is a very very good tight end. Dallas Goddard's a very very talented tight end. If you watch what he did last year, look at his numbers. You know, last year he had 58 receptions, 607 yards, five touchdowns. When he was playing second field, Zach Ertz. He's going to be getting more opportunities. He's the younger option. He's the cheaper option. They're going to want to see what they have in him. And they might be a time where it just they need to move on from Zacherts. Maybe they need to pay other players. Like obviously not this year or next year, but when Miles Sanders comes up for contract extension, who are they? If they have to choose between Zacherts and Dallas Goddard, they're gonna choose Dallas Goddard because he's the cheaper option and he's produced pretty similarly. I think that we're gonna see the Eagles do a lot of two tight end sets, and I could see both being very viable. I still think Zacherts finishes in the top twelve. But I think Goddard and Ertz are better than the outside weapons that the the Eagles have right now. I think they're all very subpar around the wide receiver three to flex range when you look at fantasy-wise wide receivers there. So I I think the the two tight ends will be more prominent than the many, many wide receivers. But uh, let's now move on to our next hot take. Graham, I'll let you take this one away. I know Alec wanted to go last in the first round just to make sure he gets the right hot take that he wants. So Graham, we'll let you go first. Uh, Alec, you can respond first, and then Chase will take it, and then I'll finish it off. All righty. My first hot take is that Zeke, Yes, Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys will not be a top 10 running back in fantasy 2020. Uh, He's currently ranked number two in ESPN standard. Um, You lost Travis Frederick. He started off slow last year and, uh, you know, he picked it up, but he's a year older now. Uh, You got CeeDee Lamb, who, you know, that's a a huge talent infusion in the passing game. And, you know, I think they're going to use Tony Pollard more in the, in, 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 in downs. So I think, you know, he's going to really struggle if, if, if he can, you know, be the Zeke that we know and love, then, you know, awesome. But I think the Dallas Cowboys are moving more towards uh, a passing team um, instead of a pure running team. So I think Zeke's going to lose out on a lot of touches that he had. I'm going to probably have to go a little too hot, but I do understand where you're coming from. Uh, if I knew 
there's the state of their offensive line just a little bit better, I'd be able to like pick a side on here. But I think I am going to have to go a little too hot just because Zeke is still one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. I think if you said outside of the top five, it wouldn't be too hot. But outside of the top ten, like I personally cannot name nine running backs who I genuinely think will do better. Or Not nine, ten, because you're like outside. So I, I genuinely can't think of ten running backs that will do better than Zeke Elliott. No, I, I can't. I don't mm. even think I could do five. Really? I feel like yeah. I feel like that I could I could probably name some, but Chase can go first, and then I'll I'll try and name some. So you're saying the Cowboys are going to be a more pass-oriented offense? Last year they averaged the second most passing yards per game, so I don't really know how else you beat that. They're like going to that, be first. They can be first. They they still threw for almost 300 yards a game, which is a still very high number in, in the NFL, even in the high volume passing offense that it is. Zeke is too good to not get the ball. He's going to still get receptions. He's still going to get carries. He's easily finishing in the top 10 pending injury. He's just too talented not to. And the passing offense, it, it might be more a passing offense. You know, they could improve to 310 yards per game, which would be astronomically high. That I don't know for sure. That that sounds like it could be a possible record setter to me. But so, you know, that that's something that could be very possible. But Zeke is still going to get those guaranteed touches healthy. He's still going to get those receptions. He's still going to get those touchdowns. He's going to get the red zone attempts. He's he's just their guy. He's by far the driving point of that offense. To Alec, I think it's possible. I It's a hot take. I don't absolutely think this is going to happen. But 10 names that I think could end up above Zeke. CMC, obviously. Saquon. Dalvin Cook. Kamara, probably. That's four. Uh, Derek Henry probably, or maybe, uh, even, you know, I think Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon at seven, Josh Jacobs, I think possibly Austin Eckler, maybe, you know, Aaron Jones, hey, maybe Miles Sanders, eh? Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones had 18 touchdowns last year. That's at least getting cut in half. Miles Sanders. Austin Eckler, what are some of these names? Austin Eckler, I guarantee, will not sniff a 1,000 yards rushing. Hey, I have a quick on-the-spot hot take. This wasn't one of mine, but I want to mention it real quick anyway. Nick Chubb finishes closer to bottom at RB2 than RB1. Terrible take. Kareem Uh, Hunt's there all season. Kareem Hunt is there all season. He's too good to not feed. Terrible. You said bottom end RB2. Closer to that than than top end RB1. You think he's going to be closer to 24 than he is to to 12? No, to 1. No, you said RB1. I meant meant to say top end RB1. Like the number one RB? Yeah, yeah. Like he finished closer to bottom. Like So that'd be really... Like so a, so you think he's between 13 and 24? Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think, yeah. Well, essentially, he, I finished, finished an RB2. He was like, what, last year? Like, 8 or 9? Yeah. And so is it hot? Is that hot? I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to go back to Graham's. I'm going to go back to Graham's point. <clears throat> Graham, that is just hot enough for me. I love it. I just traded away Zeke Elliott and got CeeDee Lamb in return. So if they go more pass-oriented, I absolutely love that hot take. Uh, I'm I'm all on board. That wasn't I, just a trade. That was just a trade. You, yeah, no, you, no. You should have to quit fancy football. Yeah, no. That Mention that. That obviously wasn't just a trade, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, just absolutely phenomenal. I love that hot take. Um, so it's going to be a one to two, not possible um, for Graham's first hot take. Let's now move on to Alex's first hot take. Alex, what are you thinking? I am going to say that Sam Darnold will be a top 12 QB. I think that it's t- finally his time. I think last year he would have done a lot better if he didn't get mono. They added, uh, like, they added 
pieces. They added Denzel Mims, who I think is going to be a big factor there. They're going to have Chris Herndon back, who I think is a very underrated tight end. O-line, not bad. I think them also having Le'Veon Bell in the mix is going to help him a lot. Like I originally had expected if, like when he first signed there, uh, but I, I'm all on the Sam Darnold train. I think that he is going to be a QB1 this year, and I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I will take the next word, and that's just hot enough for me. I 100% agree. I think Sam Darnold is a legit talent. Some people are... Sam Darnold's a really polarizing player, and not just the fantasy world and the football world in general. Some people think he's got the tools you know, to be this like this top six to top eight quarterback easy maybe even higher some people think he should be done you know they should, they should move on i think he's got those tools you know you, you can break down his film he he makes all the right throws you know the the whole i'm seeing ghost thing that was just you know a horrible look for him but he at, at, really at the end of the day it's just a quarterback you know getting overwhelmed playing that unreal patriots defense last year is when he said it so he's going to come in this year. Better options. I think Love Bell has a much improved year. Uh, like maybe not like you know top six RB, but like I think Love Bell has the possibility of sneaking into the RB one area. So Sandro is really going to benefit off that. Plus the receiving options. Chris Herndon is going to be healthier this year. The, the team is just in a much better position, in my opinion, for the passing offense than they were last year, and he'll be ready to go. Good take. Good take. All right. That is what I like to hear, Alec. That is a great take. I think he is the best uh, talent out of that draft class. Uh, wait, no, not true. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> out of the top, uh, out of the top thirty-one, uh, he was the go. best talent at quarterback. Um, and uh, yeah, we, Mike and I talked about this earlier. Um, not not on pod, but uh, you know, we said Patrick Mahomes finishes number one. Sam Darnold finishes number two. No. And that's the way it's going to be. That is the way it's going to be. Mike, God, no. can I hear a 3-0 is possible? You absolutely <laughs> cannot. No. See, he no. is going to be... <laughs> I, I am... <laughs> I am extremely confident in Sam Darnold. I absolutely love Sam Darnold. And uh, actually, I will give it a possible. I'm kind of iffy on this one because it kind of uh, aligns with my next hot take. Uh, So I'll give it a possible because I do have so much confidence in Sam Darnold. The only thing I worry about is Chase talked about how the weapons are much better this year. They are, but they still suck. Well, Let's they, be they, they do. Like they, they do definitely still suck compared to a lot of teams, but they are improved and like he'll have he he just has better options and he made like great throws last year, but the receiving options were just so bad that they were like failing on those great throws. And yeah. he's gonna make more of those great throws that happens as you get older as a quarterback. He's getting into the age where quarterbacks really take that big jump. It's like he's in he's in a good position, but the biggest issue, especially for fantasy wise, is the rushing volume in my opinion. But I still think he gets there. But good yeah, answer. I I really like Sam Darnold, and I think he can be a top twelve quarterback every single year. I think he still needs a little bit more help because Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, Josh Doxson, Chris Herndon, those being your top four passing options, not including Love Bell, the running back, is not very good to be honest. Uh, I hope I hope Denzel Mims. Does well as a rookie. He was one of my favorite rookies coming into this draft. Uh, so we'll have to find out. But I- I'm going to go just hot enough because uh, I can really see him being between that 14 and 10 range. I If he slips out, it's not that big of a deal. But if he slips in, then obviously we'd all be right. 
but let's now move on to my next hot take. It aligns perfectly with this one. It's talking about a QB1 yet again, and this time it's Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, as you guys know, I'm not his biggest supporter. I'm not his biggest fan. Well, I, I am kind of his biggest supporter because he's on my Bengals team I'm now, a bigger but, supporter than you are. Uh, I'm not his biggest fan. I, I think he has some flaws in his game. Not overly athletic. Not an overly powerful or great arm. He's very average, but the way he thinks the game and the way he sees defenses is absolutely extraordinary. And if he can bring that to the NFL level, he's got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Auden Tate, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard. He's got so many weapons that I think he could easily be a top 12 quarterback. I will 100% agree. I think it is very possible. I I, I can say it's more likely than not going to happen, just even though I think he is going to be a tremendous NFL quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks still always have a tough uh, transition. So... I, I'm I'll I'll just I'll, I'll agree with it though because I do think it, it definitely is possible even though it's more likely not to happen uh, and I really think that you're not giving him enough credit for his athleticism. Sure, he's not just a pure runner like he's you're not gonna get 600 rushing yards out of him for example, but he's got enough escapability where he, and he can make throws on the run. the The ball goes exactly where he wants to go. He does not throw inaccurate passes. I know you know he, there's gonna be smaller pockets in the NFL. He's gonna have a lot more pressure, a lot less time to throw. So it's, it's going to be an adjustment for him. That's why you know, it makes it a little iffy. But he's got enough athleticism and good throw on the run ability where it's really not going to be that much of an issue. Just quickly before Alec jumps in here and gives his opinions, uh, those are the same exact arguments that are made for Baker Mayfield being an elite quarterback. Just saying. And I think he's better than you. I think Baker's better than all three of you think he is. I don't think I mean you don't think he's an elite quarterback. I don't think he's there, but I think he's still better than all three. All, and all you three think he is. Also, Baker Mayfield, he can definitely get out of the pocket. He's not a running quarterback, but he can definitely get out of there, keep plays alive, but he's very average athletically. Yeah, but he's, I think Joe but he still also doesn't throw the ball like Burrow. Chase, like I, I, I joke around about Baker Mayfield, but I actually think that he is going to be a good NFL talent. I think he had a really great rookie year, and he struggled last year. I think he'll have a bounce back. Yeah, I got him in, like, like the 15th round of our Dynasty startup. Well, why not take that like, shot, dude? That's tremendous value. So, like, I, it's, if, if he flops, he flops, whatever. Quickly, what's better value, Baker Mayfield in the 15th or Jared Goff in the 18th? Baker in the 15th. I think both suck. Yeah, I, I would agree, though. I, I think Baker's probably better just because he can actually throw an accurate pass. But I don't know. Uh, Alec, what are your thoughts on Burrow being a top 12 quarterback this year? Um, I'd say just not enough. Um, I am not as huge on Joe Burrow as Chase is, but I'm not as down on him as you are, Mike. Um, I do think he has skill, but the weapons in Cincinnati are just way too good for him not to succeed. I think Joe Mixon, uh, I'm a big Joe Mixon believer. I think he is a great running back. AJ Green, I think, isn't is due for a bounce back year. Um, I love Tyler Boyd. Um, I just think the only problem is, is we need to see what that O line can do. If they can, if that O line can improve, I think this is a surefire home run. Joe Burrow is going to be nuts. He's going to be great. But when he was at LSU, he had so much time because their O line was absolutely nuts. So I think we're really going to see if he can handle pressure with a not-so-great O-line with the Bengals. But I'd say just hot enough because I think the weapons there are just too good not to say that. Yeah, um, I'd, I, I'm, I'm on the fence with this one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say just hot enough, just you know, just to be the, the nice guy. But uh, I, think, 
I think most likely he'll he'll probably be, you know, uh, a top QB two, um, but j- just because he's a rookie and he has to get acclimated to the offense, it is a good offense. I think he has a lot of weapons to throw to. He has Joe Mixon, who is one of the better running backs in the league, um, but being a rookie, I think you know, other than you know the occasional. Uh, really, really talented guy, or or the one-hit wonder. You don't really ever have a ton of really great rookie campaigns in fantasy. Um, so I, I I really hope that he does well. Um, because I I just as well not just as much, but close to as much as I want the Lions to succeed. I would like to see the Bengals succeed. So um, and if Joe Burrow succeeds, the Bengals will as well. So good luck. Absolutely. I love that from you, Graham. Thank you very much. Um, so that's a 3-0. Uh, we will now move on to Chase Crawshaw with his second hot take. I've got a feeling this is going to be another 0-3 against Chase because he is just going way too hot. It will be because you guys were all against this last year, and it happened. So last year I said Josh Allen, top seven, and you guys even gave me top eight fancy QB. Well, he finished six. Well, this year Josh Allen will be a top four fantasy quarterback. He's got the rushing. He's taking a jump in his throwing game. He has Stephon Diggs, a much better receiving option. Dawson Knox is going to take another leap. Uh, the running game is now more secure with Devin Singletary in his second year and rookie Zach Moss. It's, you know, it's going to cause a little more, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, questionability, I guess, on, on what exactly they're going to do on the play. Uh, the offense is taking a massive jump. They're going to have, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have a pretty good chance at, at winning the division this year. That's like a obviously not a fans related thing. But I think it's going to be on the back of Josh Allen carrying the team, making the big jump, finishing as a top four fantasy quarterback. Okay. I'm going to keep myself more composed here than I have been in the past about Josh Allen. They are a run first team. You cannot have a quarterback that is not named Lamar Jackson as a top four fantasy quarterback in a run first team. Josh Allen has the legs to get those first downs and like, and rushing yards here and there, and maybe the occasional rushing touchdown. Ten t- rushing touchdowns last year, not the occasional. Okay, you're yeah, but guess what? You said earlier in the podcast, you said Aaron Jones had 18. That's like, oh, that's so unheard of. Well, guess what? For a running back with like Aaron Jones' talent, yeah. Okay, well, I'd be willing to bet that Josh Allen cuts his rushing touchdowns in half. Twenty just bucks. Like you said, just like you said, Aaron Jones would cut his in half. Twenty bucks. Okay, twenty bucks says Josh Deal. Allen does not have more than five rushing touchdowns. Deal. I love that. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll take check or cash. Okay, we'll see. But I do think they got an upgrade at receiver with Stephon Diggs, but the fact that they drafted another running back who I think they are going to give carries to shows that they are committed to being a run-first team. So I do not even remotely see him breaking the top five. I say top 12 is fair just because of his running ability, but I don't think he, I don't think he breaks the top five. Dude, I, just just so you know, he was number six last year, and one guy above him is not a starter this upcoming year, Jameis Winston. So take him out of the equation. He, you know, if everything were exactly the same, he'd finish as quarterback five this upcoming year. So, but your hot take was there. top four. Yeah, I still think he finishes top four. Okay, Graham, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I think it's too hot. Uh, top four is reserved for guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Matthew Patrick Stafford. Mahomes was eight last That's year. That's it. Matthew nope. Stafford. Matthew Patrick Stafford. Mahomes was eight last year. Matthew he Stafford. was injured. How many games did he miss? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes missed two games. I don't care. Okay. 
Josh Allen is not that good of a quarterback to finish top four in fantasy. Great for fantasy. He's great for fantasy. That's what you need in fantasy. But J- Lamar Jackson can run better. Yeah, obviously Lamar Jackson's finishing number one. That's pretty obvious. He averaged tw- Lamar Jackson averaged 28 fantasy points last year, obviously. But but last hot take, we already determined that it's Patrick Holmes and Sam Darnold. There's oh, only two God. spots left, and Matthew Stafford has to be in there. Uh, you know what, Graham? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's too hot. Uh, I'm going to give Chase a too hot as well, just because I, I think, can Josh Allen repeat? Uh, very possible, maybe even likely, uh, maybe in that 5, 6, 7, 8 range, but I reserve my top four for Lamar, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a really big season. Uh, if you said top five? I would say possible. Uh, top four is just a little too hot for me. So I, I didn't think top five was spicy enough. I, I wanted I wanted all these takes to not be agreed with pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't think I didn't think top five was spicy enough. I thought I'd have at least one agree there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so let's now move on to Graham's next hot take. Graham number two, go ahead and spit it. This one is a little spicy. David Johnson will finish top five in running backs in fantasy twenty twenty. Uh, he's currently ranked number sixteen. Uh, Carlos Hyde last year as, uh, the Texans starter had 1,070 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns and he sucks. So David Johnson is much more talented and is a bigger threat in the passing game without Deandre Hopkins. He will be a, uh, a big target in the passing game as well. And, uh, D Watts is one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league. So, uh, top five. I see. I, I think the Texans' offense takes a big dip this year. As much as I love Deshaun Watson, he's so good, uh, but there's just not enough talent. And I, I'm just, I'm so wary on Dave Johnson. I, I think he'll, he'll will be great for the receiving game, but I just, I don't trust him as a runner. He's never had, you know, a great like rushing average, and he's got the injury concern. If he stays healthy all year and he's used as the main guy, then sure, it, it, it's possible just because the options are gonna be so depleted. But and I'm not, I don't like accounting for injury, but. He's one of those guys you kind of just have to account for injury because it, it's bound to happen every year. And then the rushing, as I said, the rushing average has never been a number that's been so high in his career. He's going to need a high volume of rushing attempts to hit those rushing yards with the receiving op- or the receiving downs. So it's just, it's that's too hot for me. I am also going to say too hot. I am a little on the fence about this. Um, if, if it was a guarantee that he could stay healthy all year, I'd be a little closer to saying just hot enough, but... I'm going to say too hot, mainly because Duke Johnson's still there, and I think he is a great pass-catching running back, so I think he's definitely going to take some of those targets away from uh, David Johnson. Um, And even without D-Hops, I still think – I'm not saying that their wide receiver room is talented, but they have a lot of people there. So I think it's a little too hot, but I am also close to saying uh, just hot enough. But with Duke Johnson there and that offense also taking a dip, still not having an amazing O-line. Like, it's definitely better, uh, but I don't I don't see that happening. I would have to agree with the other two. I think it's too hot. Uh, however, I am not as uh, down uh, as Chase is with David Johnson. I actually think Dave Johnson, David Johnson is going to be a league winner this year. Uh, guy is not going in the top five rounds. I don't even know where he's going, like eight, nine, eighth or ninth round, I think. Uh, is where his ADP is, and I think that could be a league winner for him. We know the talent. Uh, unfortunately, injuries have held him back, but 
he's going to be that that key guy in that Texans offense, and I think he's going to get fed. But at the same time, uh, I think he's going to be getting you know double teamed a little bit, get eight people in the box. So although I do think he's a league winner at his draft position, I don't think top five is very achievable for him. All right, so that puts it at a zero to three. That is way too hot, Graham. Uh, and now we move on to Alec. Alec, with your second hot take, what do you got? Um, this is this is also a pretty spicy one. DeAndre Hopkins will not be a top eight receiver. I'm not denying his talent. I think he is definitely one of the most skilled wide receiver wide receivers in the NFL. But I just think there are so many mouths to feed in Arizona. I like Kyler a lot. I think he's in for a big year, but I just don't think that D-Hops will get the target share that he has seen in the past. So I think, I still think he'll be top 12, top 15. He's going to be around there, but I don't see him finishing in top in the top eight and being worth the first round pick. Um, just like I said, too many mouths to feed. And Kyler was even trying to get more people. Like he was trying to get CD Lamb to come there. Like he wanted more people, more weapons. Like that makes me think maybe he doesn't want to just throw to DeAndre Hopkins. He wants to spread the ball out. So that's just my thinking on that. Oh, Alec, Alec, Alec. I agree a hundred percent. Scaring a little bit, but no, I agree absolutely a hundred thousand percent. I think they have one of the deeper receiving cores in the league. Larry Fitz is still getting the ball. Christian Kirk's still getting the ball. I think healthy Akeem Butler and Andy Isabella get their opportunities. You've got Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds in the backfield who are, you know, like Kenyon Drake's obviously the more talented of the two, but Chase Edmonds, when he is out there, he's still a very effective player. Obviously the tight end is a little shaky, but Kyler also, he has that running ability too. I think passing wise, you're going to see a similar thing in kind of what, you know, the Patriots have always had where sometimes eight or nine guys catch the ball in a game. I think that's going to be a very prominent thing in the Cardinals offense. I do not want to buy any Cardinals receivers in fantasy football. I'm all in on Kyler Murray, 100,000%. I'm in on Kenyon Drake, too. But when it comes to the receivers, I am out. Honestly, what more can I say? Chase said it all. I agree with Chase 100%. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) I love you, Graham. Okay, perfect. Well, I am also going to agree. I think it's just hot enough. DeAndre Hopkins finished the number five last year. And he was really the only consistent wide receiver for Deshaun Watson. He now goes to a new system. A quarterback that I don't think is as good as Deshaun Watson when it comes to the passing game. And then there's way too many weapons there as well. So I would agree he's not going to be a top eight wide receiver. Uh, It's just tough because we've talked about DeAndre Hopkins as being you know, a top three talent in the league for many, many years. So saying uh, he's not going to be a top eight is a bit tough. I, I just also want one more thing I want to throw in. DeAndre Hopkins is so much better for Kyler Murray than Kyler Murray is for DeAndre Hopkins, and it's not even close. That's a yeah. very good yeah. point. So I guess that wasn't as spicy as I was expecting it to be. No, like he's obviously got the talent where like, he could easily do that. Cause he, I think he, Personally, I think he's just the most pure talented receiver in the league. Uh, some people are with me, some people are against me. That's fine either way. I'm not going to die on that hill, but I, I think that's where he is. So, you know, it, it is possible, but there there's just too, too much talent, really. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, does, that, does that bring it back to me now? It does. Okay, so uh, I'm not going to – I'm just going to say the hot take, not explain why I think this, and let your guys' minds run with it. So uh, my final hot take, Michael Pittman – will be the best-performing rookie wide receiver this year. 
A-G-R-E-E-D, agreed. I think he will be the number one receiving option on that team, too, to add, make it even hotter. Michael Pittman is, the, the dude's got legit talent. He's one of those receivers who, they're just they're, he's ready to play in the NFL. He's got the build. He, he has enough speed. He has enough uh, separation ability. He, he runs a good route tree. He's just got enough talent. Phillip Rivers is a very consistent thrower. You know, he, he loves throwing to his receivers. He'll throw to his backs if needed. But, you know, he, he loves throwing to the receiving options. And then, like, just Michael Pittman's just got too much talent, and he's going to get open too often, where I think that offense has a really good year, personally, because of the threat of that really great running game with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, plus the receivers and the quarterback now. So I'm all in on that. All right, Alec? I I also agree, um, only because I think there's one receiver – out, like that was drafted this year that could take that from him and that is Justin Jefferson yes, on uh the Vikings but I I would say just hot enough because I love Michael Pittman and I think TY people still respect TY Hilton but I think that they are going to be more focused on TY Hilton meaning that yep. Michael Pittman is going to be getting more opportunities to catch the ball and be great and i think he's the perfect type of receiver to have like for philip rivers so i i definitely agree with that i like that a lot yeah uh no <laughs> justin jefferson is going to be the best one that was that one of my hot takes that i had extra uh, i think that he was going to be the best rookie wide receiver in 2020 because you know he instantly takes that wide receiver two role in minnesota i don't think that michael Pittman will instantly take the number one i think he will be the number two um justin jefferson is more talented than michael Pittman, um and uh i like kirk cousins um as as a quarterback throwing to him more um so yeah uh but I, i'm willing to say he's top three in rookies Maybe oh, easy. I, I feel like that's even a hot take. So oh no, I think I think that's easy. He's top three receiver if healthy. Yeah. I I think Philip Rivers is I think Philip Rivers is one of the best uh, fantasy quarterbacks for his wide receivers. I oh, guess yeah. is how yeah. I should say. Yeah, it. He, he's better first receivers than receivers are better for him. Yeah, and opposite uh, of the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins thing. And with Michael Pittman coming in being the number two right away, I mean he's got to beat out like Zach Pascal, which. He did all right last year, but I think Michael Pittman is definitely the better player. Uh, I could see Justin Jefferson for sure, but I would rather have, if if I've got a fantasy wide receiver, I'd rather Phillip Rivers throw into him than Kirk Cousins, uh, as well as I think Adam Thielen is better than T.Y. Hilton, so he's going to take a couple more targets than T.Y. would. So uh, that's why I got Michael Pittman, but uh, I like to hear it. I'm glad no one came out and said Jerry, Judy, or CeeDee Lamb will be the number one. Although I think they're incredibly talented and they were my top two wide receivers coming into this draft. Uh, there's just too many question marks around the other players that are in the wide receiver room or even the quarterback. So uh, good points there. I, I should have known because obviously I teach you guys everything about football and I wouldn't say something <laughs> so up. stupid like that. You know who's you know who's not even going to be in the conversation of like top 10 rookie wide receiver? T. Uh, Higgins, dude. Both those guys, I would say, are yeah. That's pretty obvious. I mean, hey. T. Higgins next year is going to be fantastic. Hey. But, you know, actually, I like Quintus Cephas, wide receiver one this year. All all fantasy. Hey Graham, Mike, this is your last episode on the show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, it's been a good ride. All right, let's now move on to Chase's final hot take. Uh, you can take away Chase, and then we'll let Alec answer first. So I had 
two here I was kind of deciding between. Um, I'm going to go. I, the one that I had was on the same team, so I'm going to go with a different one. Marquise Brown is going to finish as a top 16 wide receiver. This is of my three hot takes. This is the one I'm the least sold on, but I still think it is very possible. You know, he, he had a nice year last year for a rookie receiver. You know, you wanted a little better being really like the number one like option at that receiving position. Obviously, Mark Andrews just like, as a as a receiver in general is their main guy, but Marquise Brown will have to take a big jump this year. They're gonna have either Miles Boykin, Devin Duvernay, or James Prochet on the outside, you know, with, with him. So it's it's gonna be it, like he, he really what I'm trying to say is he he needs to take that big jump this year if he wants to be uh, considered one of the guys and really be used in offense going forward. So I think he will take that big jump at the end of the day, be a top 16 receiver. I think Lamar is gonna be. A little more of a passage there. Like he only threw 401 passes last year, Lamar. I think he's going to have to throw the ball more. Ball more Because if you run that much with his build, he's going to get beat up too easily. They're going to say, hey, you know, what you did last year was tremendous, but we need you to stay healthy. We need you to stay in the pocket a little more. You know, may- maybe like Lamar drops three to 400 rushing yards and then turns that into five or 600 extra passing yards with an extra 50 to 100 attempts. I think that's enough for Marquise Brown to get there. Um, I'm going to say just not enough. Uh, I like that. Um, I definitely agree that there, I think Lamar should try to stay in the pocket a little bit more and pass more because he definitely showed his hand last season. They definitely showed he is a run first quarterback. He's not a pass first. And I think they need to like develop that a little bit better to the point where Lamar Jackson should throw an extra like 60 to a hundred passes in a season so that that offense can be more versatile and not just rely on his running ability. And with him, with Marquise Brown being the number one receiver there, well, I mean, I I think I'd say Mark Andrews is the number one, but uh, since he's a tight end, I'm going to say Marquise Brown is the number one like actual receiver on that team. So I'd say just not enough. I think it's possible uh, just solely based on the fact that I think that they need to uh, kind of switch up the offense a little bit, not be as, as run heavy. But also uh, to contradict that, I want to see how they use J.K. Dobbins as well. I think that he could be he could eat up some targets too, so that could take some away from Marquise Brown. Uh, but since we don't know how that's going to go, I'm going to say just not enough. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, I, I I like it a lot. I think Marquise Brown is a really talented young wide receiver. He's extremely fast. Uh, he is a very good complement, in my opinion, to Lamar Jackson. Um, I agree with what you guys said about. Um, you know, them needed to lock down Lamar Jackson's passing game, uh, kind of improve that a bit. And I think it will. Um, I mean, l- last year was only his second year. So, um, you know, if the third year jump, I think it, it should be it should be real in the passing game for Lamar Jackson. And that that's really scary with a guy with his talent level in the run game. Um, so I, I like it a lot. Absolutely not. Are you guys high? Top 16? Top half of a wide receiver, too? Are you kidding me? Okay, let's let's talk about it. So, J.K. Dobbins comes in. You think they're, they're going to go similar or less on the run game? No. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are going to pound that rock like no other. Uh, then we look at Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown. Alec, you mentioned that Lamar Jackson showed his hand last year. So did Marquise Brown. After the first four weeks, he was like a wide receiver. He was like the third best wide receiver because they just flew down uh, on straight routes and were able to connect on touchdowns like every single game. Uh, It's great to have a deep threat option, but 
teams are going to know about that now. Uh, they obviously knew about it later in the year. I'm also worried about both Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown's health. You know, both are smaller guys. Both are a little bit more frail guys. Uh, so are they going to be able to play all the time? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, obviously, we don't want to factor that into projections, but top 16 is way too high for me. I don't think Lamar is as prolific as a password as a passer to do that for Marquise Brown I also don't think Marquise Brown is refined enough as a wide receiver to get it done uh and also the Ravens are just gonna be pounding the rock non-stop so uh definitely not a top 16 wide receiver in my mind that is way too hot Chase get out of my kitchen it feels like a kitchen's hot as freaking here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Alec. You can go with your final hot take, and then we'll round it off with Graham because I know Graham's got something super hot for us. I am between two here, so this is a very tough decision. If, if we want Graham to go first, we can. Um, You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Graham go because maybe he'll give me some insight on which one I should pick. All right, Graham, you're up next. What are we looking at? All right, Alec, let's hope this helps you. TJ Hawkinson. Nope. The Hawk. Terrible already. Way too high. Top five in tight ends. (laughs) Top five, baby. Yeah. All right. Best tight end talent coming out of the draft in a very long time. And out of all the positions uh, that struggle as being rookies, tight ends are one of the most difficult positions to play as a rookie. So obviously he struggled as a rookie. But. He will emerge as a top five tight end under the Matthew Stafford led Lions. Uh, tight end one, sure. Top five, no, because Kenny Galladay. Uh, this is my this is my fourth hot take that I had. Kenny Galladay will finish as a top four wide receiver in fantasy with Matthew Stafford healthy. So Kenny Galladay is gonna have too much of the attention. He's too good to not throw the ball to. Then Marvin Jones is the number two. And who knows if DJ Hawkinson will even be the number three. Maybe they go DeAndre Swift as the number three. Maybe they go Danny Amendola as the number three. Who knows if Hawk will even be the number three. So as the number four option on that offense, there's just no chance. I guarantee you he will be the number three because DeAndre Swift is not going to have enough snaps to get the number three. And Danny Amendola is a slot guy who will only get, you know, he, 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 he will not be more targets than tj hawkinson 20 bucks on top five tight end for tj hawkinson uh, no, not, <laughs> no it's, it's a hot take 20 bucks on tj hawkinson being the third target i at the end of the year for finishing third targets you in, know what in detroit in detroit in detroit yeah screw it i'll, I'll take that bet. i i i got i got i got a job now that's paying me i can take it i can take the bet why not nice nice let's go let's go okay i am also bet of the year let's go me and chase already made one earlier in this pod (laughs) okay i agree with chase this is this is way too hot i like hawk i like him a lot but they just added another running back they are going to be running quite a bit i feel like and passing to running backs quite a bit and like chase said i don't see hawk being the third target there i think it's going to be amandola or one of the running backs it's just i don't see it they also i don't even see hawk having that big of a lead on tight end snaps on the lines i think just like i do think he will lead lead them in snaps i'm not saying he won't but i think jesse james is going to be getting more snaps than you'd like to think so way too hot smooth i unfortunately agree with that part i hate jesse james i'm not that signing really sucks looking back on it but you you paid the guy you gotta use him 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to just say way too hot and leave it at that. Alec, you're up. <laughs> okay, um, that did not give me any insight on which one I should pick. So... Pick the second one. The second okay, one so I'll pick the second one. All right, Matt Breda will be a RB2 or better, if healthy. All right, choose the choose first, first one. one. <laughs> that ain't hot. <laughs> Wait, you think that's realistic? Yeah. I think, it, I, think that's, I, I think it's easy. I think he's going to be the number one back in Miami. I don't think Jordan Howard really has much juice left. I think Brita, if he stays healthy, he's going to be very good. Dang, I thought that was one of my hotter takes. All right. I mean, <laughs> I can do my other one if you think if no yeah, one thinks that's yeah, a hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. all right, all right. Zach Moss will outscore Devin Singletary. That one. <gasps> in both in both standard like... and PPR. In PPR. Yikes. How, Yikes. Where did you buy your math? Okay. Let me explain. I think that Devin Singletary has is the Kent will not stay healthy this season. I think he's good to miss at least two games. Yeah. That being said, I think Zach Moss will play all sixteen. Also, Zach Moss was a solid receiver in college. Well, like out of the running back position, he is a a better pure runner. I think he's a better goal line back, meaning more touchdowns. So I just think that Zach Moss is the better is better than Devin Singletary in general. So I think that they are going to be similar for touches, but I think Zach Moss is going to lead in touchdowns, yards, and points. Guarantee you, Devin Singletary has more receptions between the two at the end of the year. Uh, I have got forty bucks invested, so I, I can't. So I'm not making any sort of bets on this one. I <laughs> I don't want to make three bets in one episode, but I, I I'm a huge Devin Singletary believer. I'm a huge Devin Singletary truther. I think he's got legit talent. Uh, I just think he's too good to not get the ball in every situation but the goal line. So sure, Zach Moss is going to eat those goal line touches. He'll probably get he'll probably have more touchdowns at the end of the year. I think Singletary, I think Singletary will have more yards and then more receptions to the point where like I I think it could be close, but I still think Singletary excuse me will get the edge by at least a bit. I do think that Singletary will lead in receptions. I'm not denying that that fact. I but I do think Zach Moss is going to get more receptions than people would think. And I also am a big Devin Singletary guy, but I just, I, I think that, like I said, I gave my reasonings. I just think Zach Moss will outscore him. Uh, yeah, Zach Moss will be a good number two, but uh, he's not going to, yeah, single, I, I agree with Chase. I'm not, I'm not as big as a Singletary truther as Chase is, but I think undoubtedly Singletary is a more talented back than Zach Moss. And uh, he has a year in the, in the, in the offense, so uh, I think that gives him a leg up on Zach Moss that, you know, with the talent and being in the system, you know, he's just not going to be able to do it. All right. Uh, Alec, take it down to he will be uh, a better fantasy back than Singletary in standard. And I will I will agree with you because I think Moss definitely steals some touchdowns away from Devin Singletary. Uh, PPR is just a little bit too much for me. And uh, I'm going to side with my father, Mr. Mitchelson. Uh, he's not a Singletary guy. And uh, that means I'm not a Singletary guy. You were a Singletary guy coming out of college. And that means What's Zach finish? Moss is the way to go. Zach Moss is going to definitely vulture some touchdowns from Singletary. I'm going to say just hot enough. All righty. That's a dub. <laughs> Chase is not happy with me. Chase is a Bills truther. Obviously, you heard him about Josh Allen and oh, Devin I, Singletary. I love the Bills. Uh, not, sure, still slept on. not sure why he hasn't come out and just announced that he is a Bills fan the rather right, than a Lions ready? fan. Bills but... are my second favorite NFL team. 
No, rather than no, the, nothing will beat the Lions. As much as that team makes me want to just find the tallest building I can find, no, nothing will ever supplant the Lions. Okay, all right. Why does it make you want to find the tallest building you can find? Graham, you're smart enough. Put it together. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that'll do Shout it. Shouting from the rooftops. I love the Bills. All right. That'll do it for the episode, guys. We want to thank you for stopping by. Uh, if you guys could leave us a like, comment, subscribe, make sure to hit that bell. We are on YouTube. Uh, we are also on Spotify and couple other platforms now as well so make sure to check them out there uh leave us any type of rating you guys uh can you know five stars is very very appreciated uh and let us know what you guys thought was the hottest take of them all uh we're gonna bring more hot take episodes more nfl episodes gonna be more consistent now that we are off of our break so we will definitely talk to you guys very soon uh if you want to stay up to date with all that we do you can follow us at wnp sports pod on twitter that's again at wnp sports pod on twitter thanks so much for watching and as always we're not professionals